0: Good morning, good morning. Glad you're here today. I want to welcome you again to the service. And if you have your Bibles this morning, uh, turn with me, if you would, to the Old Testament book of Job. The Old Testament book of Job. You know, often when we talk about Job or think about Job, we think a lot about suffering. We think a lot about loss, struggle, difficulty because Job had a lot of that in his life. But I do want us to think about this morning uh, some other things about the life of Job. Not just the struggle, not just the loss, not just the difficulty and challenges that he faced, but there are some really valuable lessons that we can learn about life and about our spiritual journey from a person like Job. In the very beginning of the book of Job, it Says this, God says to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job?" Now, I think that's a, a, a statement that says a lot about Job there, and we know the conversation and everything that's taking place uh, in regards to this. And uh, but but God says, "Have you considered my servant Job? Have you thought about him? Have you?" You looked at him in regards to this conversation. And that's really what I want us to do this morning, is just to to think about, to consider Job. To consider what we might learn from him as as we live for the Lord day by day. The first thing that we know right off the bat about Job is that Job was a man of incredible moral character. He He was a man... That, that was head and shoulder above all others as far as that is concerned in his life. Let's look at Job, the first chapter this morning, and notice a few things about him. The first thing in the very first verse, it says this, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless, he was upright, fearing God, and turning away from evil. Now, if we didn't know anything else about Job, that would be a lot to know right there. The fact that the Scripture defines him, he was as a man who was blameless. He was a man who was upright. He was a man who feared God. And he turned away from evil. That tells us four significant things about the character of Job the person of Job, and his life. More than anything about suffering, more than anything about loss and, and catastrophe and, and, uh, and difficulty, we know that this guy was blameless, upright, feared God, and he turned away from evil. We drop down in the latter part of verse 3, and it says this, "...and that man was the greatest of all the men of the East." So now we know a little bit more. Here's a fifth thing. We know that he was the greatest of all the men in the East. So no wonder God is looking at Satan and saying, Have you considered my servant Joe? He was blameless. He was upright. He feared the Lord. He turned away from evil. And he was the greatest man in all of the East. Well, we continue to read... And we drop down in verse 8. And listen to what it says. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered this my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth. There's a sixth thing. So now we've got all of these things defining who Job is. There is no one like him in all the earth. A blameless and upright man. Now here's the Lord. Reiterating and saying what the writer of the book of Job has said about Job already. He is blameless. He's an upright man, fearing God, and turning away from evil. We look at this and go, wow, what a person. Job is a guy that, that as we look at him, yes, he had everything. He had wealth. He had power. He had position. He had family, all of the things that Job had going for him. And yet, in the midst of all of that, he was considered to be the greatest man in the East. God said, there isn't anybody else on earth like him. And he was blameless, upright, feared the Lord, and he turned away from evil. I I don't know what more glowing accolades you could receive than what we've just read in those few verses about Job. And so as we begin to look at that, one of the things that we begin to learn about Job very early in the conversation is that integrity, listen to this, integrity comes when we experience or exercise our faith in times of prosperity. Integrity comes when we exercise our faith in times of, Of prosperity. Job was prosperous. Job was blessed. Things were wonderful in his life. Everything was going his way. Yet, in the midst of that, he did not forget God. He did not become arrogant or or self-confident or or the fact that, that all of this had been accomplished on his own. He remained humble. He remained faithful. He remained obedient to the Lord, even in the midst of all of his prosperity. Sometimes, when things are going really well for us in life, and everything's moving in the direction that we want it to go, everything seems to be right and perfect and in place, we begin to forget about God a little bit, and begin to put a lot of confidence in self. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at what I've done. Look at how far I've come. We use terms to define people like this. We say that, well, there are self-made man or self-made woman. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. There isn't anybody that's self-made, right? But the blessings of God had come in Job's life, and in the midst of that, he continued to be faithful and true to God, obedient to Him, seeking Him, Seeking His blessing for His life. We know that as, as we go through and we look at Him and His character and, and His faithfulness. That, that His deep faith was maintained. That, that He continued to pray for His children. And ask God to watch over and to care for them. He prayed for their sins. We know that that if we read on in the story that they got together and they celebrated. And and they would pray and ask for God's forgiveness. But Job would pray for them and say, listen, in case they've forgotten something, in case they've left anything out, God, I want you to forgive my children. I want you to watch over them and care for them. His integrity in the midst of his prosperity was, was paralleled by no other. The greatest man in the East... He, he was the best man on earth and he was a man commended by God for his righteousness, for his faith and his faithfulness. Even when God had blessed him in such an amazing way, he never lost sight of who had given him those blessings. He never lost sight of how God had worked and moved in his life and he remained humble and he remained faithful and he knew where all of those things had come from. That is an integrity that is exercised in the midst of prosperity. And it brought about great faith in the life of Job. There's a lot that we can learn about that for you and I. A lot that we can learn about integrity in the midst of prosperity. Prosperity that we suddenly don't begin to think that everything is so great that, that we don't have to worry about faithfulness to God, that we don't have to worry about the blessings that He brings us, that, that everything is good. And we have a tendency to do that. We, we want to call on God when things are bad. We want His help when things are tough. We, we want Him to, to assist us when we're hurting or struggling or facing difficulty. But when everything's going well, well, everything's going well. And we really don't need to depend upon him or look to him or or turn to him so very much. But not in the case of Job. He teaches us about integrity even in the midst of prosperity. Remaining faithful even in the face of, of great prosperity and blessings in his life. And so we look at that and we begin to see that Job understood what it meant to remain faithful to God. Now, we've seen that in the first of the book. We know that that immediately following this, there begins to be a lot of calamity and, and difficulty and pain and loss and sorrow. But I want you to, if you would, drop over with me to the latter part of the book of Job, all the way over to chapter 29, 30, and 31. When we reach chapter 29, Job begins to talk about his own life. He begins to, to take a self-evaluation test, if you would. And, and he begins to look at where he's been in life. And I want you to notice some of the things that he says. As we go through this, his spiritual life is described in verses 3 through 6. So pick up with me in chapter 29 and verse 3. When His lamp shone over my head, and by His light I walked through darkness, as I was in the prime of my days, when the friendship of God was over my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me, and my children were around me, when my steps were bathed in butter... And the rock poured out for me streams of oil. Job is describing his life and his relationship with the Lord. And he says, in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone over my head, and by his light I walked through darkness. He's talking about his spiritual relationship and God watching over him and God caring for him. And God sharing counsel with him and giving him direction in his life. And he's talking about what a blessing that was. We pick up in verse 7 and he talks about his public life. Listen to this for just a moment. When I went out to the gate of the city, when I took my seat in the square, the young men saw me and they hid themselves. The older men arose and stood. The princes stopped talking. And put their hands on their mouths. The voice of the nobles was hushed. And their tongue stuck to their palate. For when the ear heard. It called me blessed. And when the eye saw. It gave witness of me. He talks about what it was like. To to be a part of public life. And the blessing of that. And he said when I walked into the square. When I took my seat. He said everybody noticed. Now you have to be. A little bit older, but there used to be a commercial uh, about a financial investment group. Does anybody remember that? And it said, when so-and-so speaks, everyone listens. Remember that? E.F. Hutton, thank you, right? Uh, If you're less than probably 30, you probably would never have heard that commercial, right? But if you're over 30, you did. And the idea was that the, there was such advice coming from E.F. Hutton that when E.F. Hutton spoke, everybody listened. That's the story of Job. When Job entered the square and when Job spoke, everybody, it didn't matter. It talked about princes. It talked about leaders. It talked about old men and young men. He said everybody stopped and listened. Because why? Because he offered wise counsel. Because he offered encouragement and direction in life. And people wanted to hear what Job had to say. Why? Because of his integrity. Because of the way that he lived his life. Look, if you would, pick up in verse 11 with me, of that 29th chapter, and learn about his generosity. And because of the way that he was so giving and generous, people wanted to know what Job had to say. For when the ear heard, it called me blessed. And when the eye saw, it gave witness to me. Because I delivered the poor... Who cried for help. And the orphan who had no helper. The blessing of the one ready to perish came upon me. And I made the widow's heart sing for joy. And I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy. And I investigated the case which I did not know. And I broke the jaws of the wicked and snatched the prey from his teeth. Then I thought, I shall die in my nest and I shall multiply my days as the sand. You know what he said? He said, listen, the widows, the orphans, the needy, the blind, the lame, it didn't matter. He said, I helped. If they needed something, I did it. If they were in need and, and they needed help with something, I helped them. I took care of them. I, he said, widows sang with joy. Orphans felt that they had a father. Those that were blind, I was their eyes. Those that were lame, I was their feet. I was their legs. He said, I did everything that I could for everyone that I encountered that had any type of need. Now listen, we want to hear what somebody like that has to say. When you see someone that just seems to to ooze with generosity, that every time they turn on the right or the left or whatever direction it is, if there's someone that has a need and someone that needs help, they're willing to help. And they're willing to do it with joy and with a smile on their face and they're glad to be there. And when someone treats others that way, when someone cares about others in that manner, we want to hear what they have to say. What makes them so generous? What makes them so kind? What makes them so giving? What is it in their heart and their mind that makes them respond or react to people the way that they do? That is such a significant thing. And Job is recounting his life and he's going, Listen, I did what I could to help everyone that I could. If they had a need, I wanted to be there for them. If there was something in their life, I wanted to help them with that. It also tells us about his ministry and his service to the Lord in the midst of all of his prosperity. Picking up in that verse 18 where we just read, And then I thought, I shall die in my nest, and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My root is spread out to the waters, and dew lies all night on my branch. My glory is ever new with me. And my bow, is rene- re- my bow is renewed in my hand. To me they listened and waited and kept silent for my counsel. After my words they did not speak again, and my speech dropped on them. And they waited for me as for the rain, and opened their mouth as for the spring rain. I smiled on them when they did not believe, and the light of my face they did not cast down I chose a way for them and set as chief and dwelt as a king among the troops, as one who comforted the mourners. He said, Listen, this was the ministry that I performed. I gave wise counsel, I gave instruction and direction for their lives. I, I was as a king in the midst of the troops. And, and you know the image that he gives us there is the fact that, that these troops go to battle. And they fight and are willing to die to defend the king. And he said, I was like a king in the midst of the troops. I was leading them and I was inspiring them and I was encouraging them. And he said, I was giving to them out of the abundance that I received in my heart and in my life. And, and he talks about all that God had blessed him with. His moral life, his moral abilities and, and his commitment and faithfulness are, are described in, in Job chapter 31. Drop over there with me. We' to look at just a, a couple of verses there real quickly before we move on to the second part of our message today. But w- look with me if you would, beginning in, in chapter 31. I have made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze at a virgin? And what is the portion of God from above or the heritage of Almighty from on high? Is it not calamity to the unjust and a disaster to those who work iniquity? Does He not see my ways and the number of all of my steps? He says, drop down with me if you would, uh, look at verses uh, 5. If I have walked with falsehood, and my foot has hastened after deceit. Let him weigh me with accurate scales. He says, listen, I have lived a moral life. I have made vows and commitment. L- look at verse 9. He says, if my heart has been enticed by a woman or I have lurked at my, my neighbor's doorway... May my wife grind for another and let others kneel down over her. He says, I have been faithful. I have been morally sound. I have made a, a vow and a commitment to my wife and to my marriage. And he said, I've never been unfaithful to that. Not only does he have integrity, but he is morally sound. And so when we begin to see this individual, when we begin to look at his life, we begin to see why God, looked at Satan and said, Hey, have you considered my servant Job? I mean, there isn't anybody else on earth like this guy. And we really begin to understand that. Well, what a, an amazing character. What, what an amazing integrity. What, what an amazing moral person who, who, who tries to bring good to everyone in everything that he can, even though he has been blessed financially even though he has been blessed as, as his family, even though everything has gone his way in life, he still honors God. He still is faithful to God. He, he still is, is obedient to Him in every fashion. And so then we know what happens. There is calamity. There is difficulty. There is challenge. There is loss. There is heartache. And so, so God teaches us in the midst of our blessings as well as in the midst of our difficulties. And it is in the difficulty times that maturity comes when we are, are exercising our faith in times of adversity. And we find Job throughout this book and throughout this writing and this understanding, we find him maturing and growing. I don't know that you could find anyone with, with greater character. I don't know that you could find anyone with, with more determined commitment and faithfulness to the Lord, uh, maturity, uh, and, and, and the, the uh, moral values that he held. But we find him growing. We find a, a change and a difference that takes place throughout the book of Job. And we find those differences taking place in the midst of the challenges that he was facing, in the midst of the difficulties that were coming his way. And so because the, the integrity had been established, the morals and the values had been adhered to in the, the times of prosperity, when the difficult times came, he was prepared to deal with them. He was prepared to face those. And when others looked at him and said, Would you just curse God and be done with this? Job says, Why? Why would I do that to a God who's blessed me? To a God who's given me so much and done so much for me? I I, I don't just love Him. I don't just obey Him. I'm not just faithful to Him in the good times. I remain faithful in the difficult times. I remain faithful and obedient in the challenges of life. And we know that throughout that his character and his integrity and his moral values remained intact. Not just in the good times, but also in the bad times. In the difficulties and the challenges and the hardship and the heartache and the loss and the devastation. We read the whole rest of the book of Job. He lost literally everything. All of his possessions All of his position, all of his power, everything that he had been blessed with in his life. He lost his children. He lost his servants. The only thing that remained was he and his wife, and that was it. And his health began to wane, and and he began to become sick and boils all over his body. Everything was lost. And yet in the midst of that, he never shrank back from his faithfulness, And his commitment, his character, his morals, all of that remained intact even in the midst of difficulty. What do we learn from that today? If we are faithful in the good times and, and we develop our faith in the good times, we are prepared with character to face the difficult times, to face the challenges, To face the loss and the devastation. To be able to deal with the things that come that deliver what would be considered death blows to our life. The scripture teaches us over and over to prepare for that. If you have your Bibles today with you and you've been with me in the book of Job, we're going to flip over to the New Testament and read a couple of passages real quick to just bring these truths home to us. Romans chapter 5. We begin reading there today together as we started the service. And we're going to pick up and continue that passage and and exactly what it teaches us about this truth today. Romans chapter 5, beginning in the very first verse. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exalt in the hope of our glory of God. And not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulation. Oh, what? We also exalt, we also are, are, are excited about, pleased with our tribulations. Knowing that tribulations brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Who was given to us. He says listen. Don't just be faithful. And celebrate God in the good times. But exalt. In the tribulations. Because the tribulations. Are what prove the character. The tribulations are what challenge us. To stay faithful to that. Which we received in the good times. In the blessings. In the positive. In the prosperity of life. But he says, remain faithful to that when the difficult times come. Because if we do, there's proven character. And proven character brings hope. And he said, your hope will never disappoint you. The hope that you have will will never disappoint you. What hope? The hope that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. The hope that we have of eternity in the kingdom of heaven. He says, we'll never be disappointed in that. It will always fulfill the hopes and the desires that we have. Turn over with me just a few more pages a little bit later in the book, to, in, in the New Testament, to, to um, James, James chapter 1. James chapter 1, I want to begin reading in, the very, uh, in, the, in verse 2. James introduces himself, and then he says this. Considered all joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials. Oh, here we are again. The bulk of the story of, of Job's life is about the trials, about the loss, about the devastation. Knowing that the testing of your faith, remember that, faith was produced in the prosperity. Now, he says, here come the trials. And knowing that your, the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him who asks in faith without doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded a man unstable in all of his ways. He says, listen. When trials come, consider that a time of joy. What? Wait a minute. When trials come, consider that a a time of joy? He says, yeah, because because you have developed your faith in the prosperity. Now when the trials come, that faith is put to the test. And it brings about perseverance and endurance. It proved that the, the faith that was built in prosperity wasn't fake. It wasn't just faith that was there because we were blessed or because everything was great or because everything was, was wonderful. But it's a genuine faith. It's a real faith. It's a true faith that trusts in God in the good and the bad. And so the character of Job, while we think of Job, we often think of, of struggles and difficulties and challenges and loss and devastation. Reality is that there's a lot more to the story of Job. There's a lot more about his character and about his integrity and about his life of faithfulness and how that was developed in the prosperity of his life and it carried him through the adversity of his life. And so understanding that God is there for us no matter what and that we can totally and completely trust in Him no matter what, In the good and in the bad. There's an old song. It's one of my favorite songs. In fact, I've told my wife, if she's here when the Lord calls me home, I want her to sing this song at my funeral. And she said, there's no way I could do that. And I said, oh, yeah, you can. And it says this. When peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, hey, when it's peace and everything's wonderful, it tends my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll, he says, whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trial should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. Character that has developed integrity, morality in the midst of prosperity. Carries us through the difficult times in life. This morning, we're going to offer an invitation to him.